everybody, this is Heidi Bennett, and today I have... I'm so excited, because last year I covered CHAT Film Festival, and y'all remember I talked with David Lawson Jr. and then a few other people as time went by. It was the first time covering the fest, but the people that got back with me were all dudes, and I'm so excited, because this year, not only were some of my favorite films ones that were written and directed by women, but... Those women reached out and said, like, hey, we're available, you know, let's book an interview and all that. So I got right on as soon as I saw this film, Chicken House, and I got right on the emails and I was like, Kate, I got to talk with you. This is such a rad movie. (laughs) So today I have Kate Jones and Cassie Gann. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited because, so this film, I, I would love for you to describe it any way you, you enjoy describing it. But for me, it was so personal to like, I remember being in my 20s and, and living in the, the, having that house where you're all living together and trying to eke out, you know, your own little private space. And I remember being, you know, roommates with a guy and he walked in while I was like washing my face, but I hadn't. I was getting ready to get in the shower, so like my boobs were in the the sink, and I was like washing my face, and it was so awkward. And so like right away, the style of the film and the intimacy and sort of the claustrophobia right in the beginning, and then the the, the everybody being packed in, I was like, yes, I can totally relate to this. And then um, just all the themes that you play with, with everybody trying to, you know, be guided by certain principles or beliefs, and also trying to find and figure out themselves and and just the comedy. And my first podcast was actually about uh, this is Spinal Tap. So I, I, I could really relate to like the tone and it was so hilarious. It, it was just wonderful. So yeah, I just, I guess maybe we could start by talking about what the film is about and either one of you wanting to share as the writer and director, Kate, and the producer, Cassie, and you're both in you know stars of the film what it's about and like where it came from and just whatever's feeling exciting about it for you right now yeah um so chicken house is based on a true story um it's about three small town actresses who take in a new roommate who's mysterious and weird and from la but that new roommate not only shakes up their lives, but also the lives of those two Latter-day Saints and a poltergeist. So it's based on when I lived in Atlanta for over a year with in a house full of actresses. And we we're just such contrasting people that really didn't know each other very well and then moved in together. And at one point we did take in a Facebook roommate and we sort of united because that person was so crazy. But also I was kind of a little bit wild of a like strange living a strange art life in the house too. And so like, I seemed weird to people just because I was like, yeah, I'm just going to paint today. And they're like, uh-huh, okay. And then I would just do it. And they were like, what the heck? Like, they just thought it was so weird me doing all these extra things and not just um, being an actor or whatever. But yeah, and we all thought the house was haunted. So that all <laughs> kind of unfolded and played into it. But yeah, I mean, I just set out to write something and it came to me very fluidly and I wrote it in like three days. And then we started shooting it uh, because I was just 
you know, had all these actors around. I was living with them. I went home to finish another movie that I had made and then the pandemic hit. And so we couldn't finish it, but I was just shooting it like on a handy cam with my friends or whatever. So then I decided to crowdfund it and make it into a real movie with sound and other people and all the things. <laughs> that is rad. And so Cassie, how are you? Okay. So when I had David on, he was the first person that I asked, like, your producer. What does a producer really do? And so he talked a little bit about that. I'm sure it's a little bit different for you know, different producers and everything, but maybe with this project or anything you feel like sharing, what do you do as the producer? Oh, man. Well, for Chicken House specifically, let's say that I was like crafty catering. I ran errands. I did a uh, Kate and I did the budget together, but I was just kind of overseeing it. I paid the people, a therapist. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of just was uh, there for a lot of it as much as I could. But if there was something that needed to be done, I would do it. We only had like a crew of like max 15, 16 people. Um, 13. So 13. Yeah. God. So um, I had to you know, kind of pick up the slack, you know, if somebody was busy with one thing, you know, I had to go and, and it was really difficult at times. Cause I was, I was trying to like, this was the first thing I've like acted in too. So it was really hard for me to kind of find the balance of being a producer and then acting. And then, cause there were some days where I was stuck in one area for the whole day. And then I would have people come to me and ask me questions. So for, for this one, it was like more of like a Jack of all trades kind of situation. I, I was doing a lot of it, but I, I like I like doing that as many jobs as I can get. I'll do. And is that something without me like going through every single thing both of you have done on IMDb and everything else? Have you both worked as producer and director together previously? No, mm, this was our one? first time working together. Yeah. Awesome. With you, Kate, with a f something like this where you've written it, when you become the director, does the writer kind of get put back like as one of your multiple personalities say like back in your head a little bit or 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 is the writer hanging out with you while you're directing i mean it's that's challenging but like i mean i have to pay attention to what everybody's saying in a certain extent to make sure that they're not repeating things that are going to be said later in the story or just making sure that things make sense since we did have like a linear story happening. But I, I like to veer off and like let people kind of improv a little bit and add their own flavor if it's good, you know, and if it's not, then I just say, say the lines. <laughs> um, but for the most part on this, everybody was pretty good about bringing their own extra spices to it. But yeah, I mean, once we got to shooting, it was like, I don't, I didn't even remember what I had written a lot of times. <laughs> I mean, aside from like the plans that I had, but because we we're, sh so we shot it in nine days, which is not ideal for any kind of situation. And that's a freak amount of time. So we're going so fast that any kind of idea of a shot list I had for scenes went out the window and I kind of just had to open my mind to a new way of doing it. So yeah, it was it was pretty hard keeping the story in my head at times with, with the whirlwind of how fast everything's going. Yeah, that is a huge whirlwind. I'm thinking as I'm thinking back and, and I'd love to rewatch the movie a couple of times and I really look forward to being able to share it when it's available to a wider audience because 
everybody listening, I know would enjoy it. And it, it just, it was so entertaining minute by minute. So there was absolutely, at least for me watching it, there was nothing in it that said like, this was rushed or this was on a budget or this was, you know, <laughs> done in a, a few minutes time or, or a few days time, you know. Um, and I really was taking in all the set dressing and, and you know, what cameras you used and the angles and the, the again, the comedy and the, um, the each character, like I could relate to every single one. I was in love with every single one. I, I loved when the Mormon guys come by and, and I remember those kind of experiences in my 20s as well. Like the, I think these days, you know, not as many people maybe, at least where I live in Oakland, California, not as many people are coming to your door like that. But in Sacramento, when I was living in my first apartments with my cavalcade of weirdo filmmakers and punks and uh, musicians and artists, like we, yeah, sometimes we'd invite them in and have those, you know, quirky conversations or sort of like be needling them for, you know, their beliefs. Or I remember being out on a walk with a couple of friends and we were all on LSD and we came across this person that was, you know, wanted to tell us all about God. And so we just listened and it was very entertaining. You know? So you're really hitting on, like, I can tell that it came from, you know, a lot of real experiences that definitely rang true. And yeah, I was wondering too, without this I don't think would be quite a, a bit of a spoiler, but what I was feeling towards the end was that like a belief that we could attach to or that a lot of people were finding a lot of comfort in at the end was comedy and the comic and the, you know, the poltergeist person. And that <laughs> I definitely believe that too. It's like with vibrant visionaries, I'm always trying to point out that like, you know, we can try to teach lessons or share our wisdom or what we think, you know, are great values or things that are help us like be more compassionate to our fellow human beings through many different ways. And one of them, which I could definitely connect to a lot was, was being, you know, your character where she's saying like, just be yourself. And, you know, it's awesome, you know, but we're all coming to that at our own time and at different times in our lives we're feeling more brave and able to like break out and dance mm -hmm. or do our comedy thing or act at a deep level or whatever but i felt like yeah the comedian character coming in at the end made it seem like if we can all just laugh at the absurdity of life then that can heal us a lot and help us like be more connected to ourselves yeah does that any part of it or was I just No, I mean, I I definitely didn't want it to feel like I was trying to tell you one way or the other what to believe, but we're just kind of exploring it all together. But yeah, just the only thing that you can really know is is true is just like are you laughing? Is it comedy? <laughs> like, yeah, just what you have right there in front of you is all you can really guarantee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think for sure, like I wasn't trying to imply that there was like, and here's the single message at the end. <laughs> but I was just, uh, I was knowing, I, I was definitely, I guess, imprinting my own experience that like the more I learn about how to handle everyday stresses yeah. and, and learn how to live in the world more generally happy is that yeah. I'm always going to go to comp. I love stand up comedy. I've gone to see improv a ton and, and I love comedic films, obviously. And 
So it was, I was relating to that part of yeah, the, I, the process. I feel like comedy does have like sort of a supreme like spot in my life because there's nothing that can really make you feel better than if someone laughs at like you trying to make them laugh. Like that's uh, when I wanted to get into like acting and movies and stuff anyways was because I made my mom laugh so hard during this like little family skit that she fell off the couch. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I think, you know, a lot of people that go into comedy and everything, there is just something about like laughter in a room that just feels like, ah, this is the thing. Yeah, totally. What was, uh, Cassie, what was it like? You said this was the first time you acting in a project like this. Now that it's all wrapped up, is that something you're pursuing, doing more acting? I would probably only act for Kate. <laughs> I mean, I would only really want to act for Kate. Like, I mean, maybe down the line, but I mean, it was such a great experience. She, she got me to places that I didn't think I would be able to get to. A lot of the times I was just kind of like thrown in, uh, which was fine because that's what I was there for. But I think that, I don't know, it, it somehow came a little natural, na it came naturally to me. I, I told her that I related to the character so much that, you know, it was just a little bit easy for me. But then once you get in front of the camera, you're like, oh, shit, like <laughs> not as easy as, you know, you think. But um, I related to the character so much and everyone became a family. So but again, maybe down the line if it was somebody else, but. Kate's my girl, so. <laughs> She'd be great in anybody's movie. Don't <laughs> so, yeah, how did, I know you said you, you know, you work with your friends and, and all of that, but like, how did this particular group of people really, the people that you chose to be in the project serve this project? Anybody you want to point out or anything? I mean, I thought everybody had terrific performances. Yeah. I mean, how it came together. I mean, so it was based on all real people, but when it came time for us to do like a, a Zoom table read or whatever, a lot of them were busy. Some of them had moved away, you know, to LA or whatnot. And so it was just like, well, if I'm not going to have the whole real life people, you know, if I would only have one or two, then let's just do a whole new cast or whatever. But since I am a local actor in Oklahoma, I know everybody. So I was just kind of called in a bunch of people that I thought fit like the essence of the person. And we did a couple of table reads. Most of them were friends. And then some of them were people that I just kind of knew of that ended up reading great. But I mean, really everybody brought, everybody that we went with had brought something very special to their read, like audition or whatever. And it was just very obvious to me and Cassie, like who was going to be it. But yeah, I mean, and a lot of it, I just feel like the cast did really great about, you know, coming in and doing scenes very quickly with very little rehearsal time and yeah, finding a, a way to make it real. Yeah. What has the experience of being at Chattanooga Film Festival virtual this year been like? Uh, it's been pretty cool. Like I, I know of like a couple of the filmmakers and then just getting to watch all the different stuff. I've, I've been to Chattanooga in person a couple times as an actor. So it's I would much rather do that because I know how wonderful they put it together and how wonderful they do it out there. But it's still pretty cool. And I mean, they're 
they're obviously like really great programming. Yeah. I mean, I'm very proud that they picked us for it. Chattanooga is great. They're, they're like a legit film festival. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everything I've seen so far has just been great. I have been cackling at all of those shorts. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there, there's some good stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff. And I've never been on like a virtual film festival. Again, I'm a newbie. So it's a, it's been a blast for sure. Yeah, um, I, I covered it last year and I was so thrilled at not just the programming, but yeah, just the whole vibe and how easy it is to pop into the Discord and connect with everybody and just all the links work and all the, you know, timing and then just the fun yeah. camaraderie. It just feels like very personal and if and I absolutely want to come when it yeah. gets back into in person again. Yeah, they're very legit and professional and I love their little intro and or the the bumper and everything. Yes. It all seems very well put together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I think before we wrap up, I'd just love to know anything else you want to share about the film and where it, where it goes now or what you hope it, you know, where it might be or any future projects and any social links you want to share, just all that kind of good stuff. Cassie, you go first. <laughs> well, right now we're just doing Chattanooga. We're waiting to hear back from some other festivals. So we'll see kind of how it goes, but you can follow us on Instagram at chicken house movie. And it's the same for Facebook as well. Go watch our movie. It's $13. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. You, you, don't, you don't even have to buy a pass $13. Like, come on. Yeah. You're having a bad day. Watch Chicken House. It's going to be great. <laughs> Chicken House movie on Instagram and Facebook. And um, we should be announcing our next festival on Monday, I believe. So. so, yeah, anything that either of you are working on beyond this film that you want to shout out? Or should we just wrap it up here? I mean, it's kind of early for me to say. We know that the next one we're going to make is called Romeo, Romeo. And it's a... Ver military version of Days Confused. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. kind of like the last detail meets Days Confused, but with military men and women. Sweet. And they're stuck overnight in a small town when their flight gets delayed and they just party it up all night long. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you both for taking the time to hang out and I and I'll definitely stay connected and look forward to you know, continuing to share what you're up to in the future. And it's just been an absolute blast. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Heidi. All right, everybody. Ciao for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Visionaries. This is Heidi Bennett. You can find all sorts of awesome interviews with a multitude of creative folks, lots of filmmakers, and more at VibrantVisionaries.com. You'll also find me at Vibrant Visionaries Network on YouTube, and that includes some interviews, some cooking shows, and all sorts of other weird stuff. So check it all out at VibrantVisionaries.com. Ciao for now!